Is this thing on? Yeah, I think so. Uh, wait, who are you? What's your name? Oh, they call me DJ Tel Aviv. Uh, hi, my name is Creo. Oh, shit. Do you want to do a podcast? Hell yeah, I do. Let's do it. Welcome back. Hey, hey. We just met. Hey, hey. Just kidding, I'm not a rapper, I'm a DJ. <laughs> I actually am a rapper, I am not a DJ. Oh, shit. Oh, shoot. We should do a podcast. Let's do it. Welcome back to hey. the show. Hey. Welcome back to the show. What? Everything you say now and will be recorded. <laughs> In a court of law. Um, I don't know the rest of my Miranda rights, but I'm Canadian, so none of that matters. Are they different in Canada? I don't think, I don't, they don't have to say that in Canada. And what, they can just arrest you? Or like, is there a different set of Miranda rights? Like, knock on wood, I've never been to jail, so I don't know. Um, I've never been arrested, so. I've also never been arrested. Again, I don't really want to, so I'm like, knock on wood. But, I mean, um, I, my brain went to a really dark place. Uh, did I never, huh? I was like, if you get arrested, at least you didn't get shot. Facts. That's, that's always the bright side. Did <laughs> I ever tell you about how I used to think Juvie was normal? What? Yeah, I thought Juvie was a, a regular. <laughs> like a normal thing that every kid went to? Yeah. Oh, my God. And you so, gotta go to juvie if you want to go to college literally <laughs> i just felt like i thought juvie applications laurier university i thought juvie was like summer camp oh. for, for everyone or just for bad kids well i didn't know that juvie stood for juvenile, juvenile detention, detention center and so i was like oh yeah juvie because so, okay how i explained it is okay. when i lived in the states right when i first moved there the set of friends that i had were all talking about how they well they were all talking about how they went to juvie (laughs) right and so they're like oh one of them was just like yeah i just got out of juvie whatever whatever and they're talking about juvie so casually and like oh have you ever been and i was like no sailor coming home like mom when do i get to go to juvie (laughs) it was like juvie was like hogwarts you know I can't stand you. Okay, we special probably... got to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, welcome back to the We Just Met podcast. Hi. I am Creo. I am DJ Say La Vie. Ju- <laughs> Say Juvie. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it is no longer Black History Month. So It's always Black History Month. But we'll get into say, that. Technically, it's not, which means that Black Employment Month is now over. But uh, <laughs> Black Artist Employment Month is Let's now Let's talk over. about it. Let's talk Let's about talk it. Let's talk about but it. before we do that, we have a guest. We have a guest. We have a guest. The studio audience goes crazy. Guest, can you introduce yourself? It's your boy. They call me Michael Vernon. You can find me on Instagram as Legacy Tuck. That's fact. Tuck is T-U-K. That's the plug. Bam, bam. Uh, do you want to give us a little background on what you do, who you are, Things like that. Oh, damn. Tell us about yourself. In in terms of what I do, I'm pretty much the eclectic man. What that means is, you know, I work in banking. I work as a soldier. Um, I am creative. I write, I record, I short stories. So basically I have both, I'm on both sides, Mm. right? I am the very structured guy, but I'm also the creative relaxed guy and it creates a very interesting dynamic where i'm confused most of the time i was gonna ask that i was gonna ask because i know that's like a really big thing it's like you can't have a artist that knows business and a businessman that knows arts right and it's like because you're on both sides it's like do you ever feel like they clash oh yeah i I feel like they can't they clash but i have to disagree with that statement yeah Yeah, i think you can that knows uh, art and an art artist that knows business like on uh, the successful artists as you know now for sure had to know business mm-hmm. right so i'm a business man not a business man right yeah they had my business them so there's a difference and yeah yeah there's there's levels but yeah there is a clash uh sometimes the the dichotomy of my situation just sometimes unfolds mm. What, what is oh sorry no go ahead go ahead okay what is the one situation that you found yourself in where it clashed the most 
So it's the internal dialogue of, hmm, I, I'm a soldier. So there's a certain presentation I have to have in my regular life. But yeah. there's some creative things I want to do that will make being a soldier more difficult mm. or it looks bad as a soldier is the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Right? How creative can you be if there is, I guess, a, you're, some, you're tethered to something that limits that. Mm. Yeah. No? Mm-hmm. Do you find that it's more on the... It does it affect your artist side more or your like structured side more to like which one would you say gets in the way of the other one more often? So I'd say the structure gets in the way of the creativity more. Mm-hmm. The reason is the structure pays my bills. Mm-hmm. So I gotta be like, hmm, let me cater to this more. Right. Than the creativity of the whole of everything I want to do. Right. Yeah. So I succumb to the pressure of the structure because it's the one that provides right now. Um, but then the creative side suffers. Right. right. And I'm left tossing up some of my ideas. Like I'm like, hmm, this would this would be very interesting to see how the world reacts to this. But a structured life might suffer because of it. Right. Yeah. I feel that. That's- I feel like that's hard because then obviously it's like sometimes you have to you feel like you have to let go of one to kind of enjoy the other and it's like that's why I say it's it's always really difficult and I found that with with the statement of like the the clash of business and arts right a lot of people I found like I think the one example I think of offhand is like um you know the brand the hundreds Mm. right so it's run by the two brothers Benny and Bobby hundreds and Bobby Hundreds always talks about how he was the creative side and Benny was the business side. And a lot of yeah. times they butt heads because their ideas will clash with each other. Right. Right. So it's hard to like always kind of be on the same streamlined path because, because like you said, it's like the structure is very like block based, but creativity is always like flowy. Yeah. Right. And so they can't, it's harder for them to coexist. And I don't yeah, know. For it's, sure. It is a very like strange thing to think about. Yeah. But yeah. So what is, what is the what is the most like I think what is your go-to like facet of art? Writing. Writing. Mm-hmm. I, I love to write. Um short stories, uh poems, raps, songs. I write. That's my do book. you do you release any of your stuff? So I do, but I don't promote it. Right? I just put it on Spotify. Um just because I, I put it on Spotify without promoting it, which is yeah. ignorance to myself. The reason why I do it, though, is if you know the story of Vincent Van Gogh, this guy died without the world, without him knowing that the world loved his art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm not to say I'm Vincent Van Gogh, <laughs> but if I die, I'd rather my creations be somewhere out there. Yeah. The stuff written are yeah. on my laptop. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just put it out. And if I die, at least I left it to the world somewhere and they can do whatever they want with it. Yeah. Maybe no one listens to it forever, but it's there. Yeah. It's you know you put it there. there. Yeah. That is an interesting thing to bring up, <clears throat> I find. Because, like, the whole idea of, like, artists... Like, a lot of artists aren't appreciated until after they die. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. like we said, that, like, with, with Van Gogh, with... Especially I found out with like Basquiat, right? Mm-hmm. And even like when we talk about like the Black History Month, I do want to talk about Basquiat because I was like, that's a, it's an interesting thing. Because with someone like Basquiat, I feel like, because you know how sold, his stuff is so, sold so commercially. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's like. He was anti-commercial. But and that's the right? problem. It's like. And, and his legacy becomes commercial. It's, which it's is, a crazy thing. But, it's a crazy yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting point do you think that that goes into I don't know if I'm making a stretch here but did you know so this is a thing where and going based on the fact that the Golden Globes just happened when it comes to like film and TV 
black artists only get recognized during or after a demise that's put on screen facts. so like facts oh my god so like i 12 years a slave for um glory freaking like denzel had a bunch of movies and then yeah. Wendley was a freaking slave and then like uh people love shawshank redemption morgan freeman was in jail Daniel Kaluuya just wins a Golden Globe. He plays Fred Hampton, who's murdered by the FBI. Like, it's only when Black people have a plight that they get recognized. Do you think that the same thing applies in a Basquiat situation where it's like, okay, this man is dead, and now all of a sudden the white people are like, ooh, this is great now. It's so, like, meh, like, prestigious. Oh. If that's to me, then no. Yeah, I'm just wondering. Right. I don't know. It's right. just a question. I wouldn't say it's, it's, it's because of debt it becomes limited. Mm-hmm. Right. The, 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 the level of supply and demand or the loss of supply and demand is now capped. Right? Yes. You'll never make any more. Yeah. Right? So the value goes up. And in the art world, mm-hmm. um, to the rich, art is a transfer of currency. Right? Yeah, so this is a, where my structured side comes into play. I can see of, the whole structure of the whole, um, of the whole art world, and mm-hmm. I'm interested in that. Like, why does it work and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, why do people collect hundred thousand dollar watches? Right. Because if you're traveling, right, the cap with traveling is you can only travel with ten thousand dollars. Right. That's the the governmental cap. You can yeah. travel with a hundred thousand dollar watch and sell that on the yeah. other side of the world, right? right? And get your 100,000. It's a transfer of currency. And it's the same thing with art. Mm-hmm. The art is now capped. Basquiat died, right? So his art is limited. And if you have his art and, uh, and it's appraised for a certain value, then it is what it is. It's a million dollars. It only goes up. He's not making any more. It only goes up. Fact. And so the rich pays attention to that. And it's the same thing with, Van Gogh mentioned earlier, he he became valuable. He was always good, but because he died, it became better. It's, right. It's like Tupac died, his legacy cemented. That is yeah. true. Cemented. It's like they are not making anymore. It is what it I is. I was literally thinking that. You about- know what? That is that you brought that up. I that's so true because then I was like, I was just thinking about how. They came out with another, and I haven't watched it yet. I want to watch it, but I haven't watched it yet. They came out with another documentary on Netflix about Biggie Smalls. Yeah. Right? And it's like, it's literally like you're saying, it's like because their legacy is cemented, everything, your just value just goes up. Fact. Goes up. Exactly. Keep this. Michael Jackson made billions after he died. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say. So like. Billions is so much money. Same thing with Nipsey. The second Nipsey died, all of a sudden, everyone was like, it's out here. It's it's, literally, you can look at everybody who had passed and it's like Mac Miller, X, all Juice World, all of them, like everything they do. And it's it's kind of messed up to think about because then it's like, yeah, we capitalize off of death. Of course. Right? Because then think of how many like, what are they called? Like post-mortem? Yeah post-mortem albums there are that we listen to pop smoke's album was literally a post-mortem album but that was like one of the biggest ones that came out Mm -hmm. right and it's like if he obviously if he was alive he would um still have some success with that but would he have had the same amount of success you never know you know what i'm saying yeah and it's like he could have to the end of time that is I very think true. he would, but he wouldn't have had it so quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, you could tell he was going to be a star, a really big star. He was oh, really sure. going to be big. Same with X. You yeah. could tell X was going to be big. You could, for some reason, everyone in this and probably everyone else that views this would be like, yeah, those guys, they're going to be huge. Yeah. Right? And Which is the mess up thing because then it's like uh, looking at that and it's like a lot of the people that have died recently it's always that story of this person was going to be huge and then they yeah. passed everything was getting set up for these people and it's like all and of a sudden like, oh, that's, that is so scary yeah, anyways course. we can go into a whole like mortality debate but that like I mean, that is terrifying to me it is um, it's yeah it's weird how that works but yeah because like 
that's what I'm saying. The only thing I was so sad about that I could never get in my life from Pop Smoke is an Ariana Grande collab. Was that supposed to happen or is that just what you wanted? No, this is just what I wanted. I'm like weirdly down. Like I really as feel a like DJ, that would have been kind of sick. As a DJ, the thing that I've started to learn is that Ariana Grande, sorry, this is super off topic, but Ariana Grande is an R&B singer. <laughs> and I only say this. I only yeah. say this. I only say this because all of her songs, for some reason, mix very well with like Pop Smoke. Because most of her producers are Black people. That is also very true. And most but of her writing like, team is Black people. That and is also she true. makes bla- Ariana Grande makes Black people music for white people as a white person. Like, she makes white Black people music. Yeah, I could see that. Like, it was just, that's like the thing. It's yeah. like her stuff, her stuff meshes so well. It's kind of weird. I didn't yeah. know she had a song with Future. She has a song with Two Chains. Yeah. And like, all of the, all of her elements are R&B and trap elements just put into the pop filter. Wild. They run it through a Katy Perry filter and we're just like, all right, lit, here we go. No, I still give her a lot more credit. No, I'm just saying you take the Katy trap Perry. song, you run it through the Katy Perry filter and then you got an Ariana Grande song. It's terrifying. It just is what Girl. it is. It's terrible. Just, that's Ariana just, Grande is a living ghost, fam. <laughs> so just walking, She's great, fam. Just walking She's... hits everywhere. This is the She's time walking that... hits. This is the time that I confess my undying love for Ariana Grande. <laughs> Yo, I saw I, it coming. I saw it. Hey guys, I'm not even like, guys, Ariana Grande. I'm not <laughs> Welcome even. To podcast. Welcome to the podcast. I think I'm in love with Ariana Grande. Honestly, <laughs> I respect that. Okay, I do have. We do need to talk about Black people. And we do. Being a Black creative now that Black History Month is over, because I find. I've been thinking about this a lot and it's like a thing that happens all the time, but we all know it and everyone is aware and deals with it as a black creative. But like once February is over, you're like, all right, lit. There is now no more. Like I find that I lose a guaranteed, like a I lose a feeling of security after mm-hmm. February. Like February yes. feels like the most secure month to put out art or anything. Because I'm like, the white people will feel guilty and listen to this. Am I the only one who feels that way? So let me explain something. So you know, do you remember how last week, so last week on the podcast, we were talking about how like, we're like, haha, February, like Black History Month is every Black person's birthday. That's what it feels like. Right. But it's literally that of, you know, on your birthday where you feel untouchable because it's your birthday. Nothing Mm. about the day makes it special either. But because it's your birthday, you're like, damn. You can't be mean to me because it's my birthday. Right. You got to give me things that I asked for because it's my birthday. Um, that's, that's Black History Month, right? Mm-hmm. But it's almost as if it's reversed in the sense of, like, almost in like a, you know, you know when you watch a horror movie and it's like, the monster can't go past there. So once it's Black History Month, everybody else is like, damn, it's Black people time. And you can't touch us. We're like, we're on T.O., you know, right. for 28 days. Yeah, I get you. You know, it's like, it's like tag, we're on T.O. for 28 days. And after that 28 days, then you can try to shoot us or whatever. But like, <laughs> during this month, you can't do that. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Yo, wasn't Aubrey Ahmed shot in Black History Month? That's, was he? Yeah, Ahmad Arbery was shot in Black History Month. Unfortunately, yeah. Right, it was so, like, it's so, like e- even then. Like, that's so, so messed up. I watched The Matrix the other day. Right. Right, the first one. Yo, that movie is great. I never knew how great it was until I got older and I can see the message. The parallels? Yeah, the parallels and the message. Right. And there's this little kid bending the spoon with his mind. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you do that? The little kid said, yo, I do it because what you have to remember is there is no spoon, right? There, whatever, there is no construct. There is, so you feeling like Black History Month is when you are untouchable, is you being trapped in the thing. You are untouchable all That's the facts. time, right? Facts. You're untouchable all the time. That's facts. You, you can create music that all races love all the time, right? But if you feel 
if you feel great that the greatest on black history month that's the trap yeah. right you are untouchable you are great all the time you the way you feel black history month should be the way you feel all Every the day. time right so so you you got to get out of that little, little trap mm-hmm. right you got to be able to bend the spoon because there is no spoon there is no black history month that you are allotted to you are mm-hmm. allotted to the whole thing right and yeah, yeah, man. michael are you our neo is this what's happening <laughs> are yo, you neo bro, and we're just conspiracy? <laughs> yo if you watch that agent smith they said agent smith is the one neo was never the one and that's a conspiracy now you're open, open up- your third eye <laughs> bro because up- agent smith is the one who broke the matrix Oh, Neo never broke the Matrix, right? Agent Smith is the one in like all the other movies. He broke everything, right? And he's the one who got out of the Matrix as a robot. Guys, I'm getting bro. nervous now. Yo, bro. everything, you gotta just, in the words wow. of Rafiki, look harder. Look harder. Is that a Lion King better. thing? Yes. In the words of Rafiki, remember when he in the river? And he's don't like, oh, don't I can't ask see me that. Da-da-da. Don't ask me, do you oh, yeah. remember? I forgot. You ain't never seen the Lion King because you <laughs> Yo, are, I don't understand you. Lion King remake did a big injustice when there was no Rafiki. Yeah, the lack of Rafiki was not great. It was, I'm like, bro, he's a philosopher of the whole. We he's needed, that makes sense. That we is, needed more. Okay, if I would have, who would you have made Rafiki? A CGI monkey. <laughs> no, but like, but like, who would have voiced me? Who would have voiced Rafiki? You already know it's Morgan Freeman Morgan, or the okay. Okay. I'll take for real. Yes. You, there is. Yeah. I'm glad that we're on the same wave. It could only be literally only only Mike uh, Morgan Freeman or the Allstate guy. The Allstate. <laughs> like, like, look harder. That's, that's the it. only two people could ever that could ever do that. Yeah. Um, I love which that. is when we talk about like black history and black people things and, and I think this is why this is what I specifically want to talk about more so like companies right and this is why I say like the whole reverse thing of like we're feeling untouchable and then companies make us almost they put us in the box where it's like February this is when we're going to support all of our black artists but come March bitch you better move I swear to god you better move right yeah yeah like fall into a cycle because then that's the thing it's like in that month alone everybody be like oh this is all of our black creators on this platform and look at all these black things and here's some black information shop local and support black owned businesses and then regular time comes and nobody says anything and then a black person gets shot and everybody's like support your black owned businesses and you're like so we gotta suffer before we get any sort of anything you know unless unless of course we are a caricature Right? Right. Unless you're like, and I don't want to offend anybody by this, and I don't like, I don't mean this offensively, but truly, if you're someone like a Cardi B, who white people love because she is a caricature of black women, right? Mm. Because she's loud and she's brawlish and she's, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Right? Yeah, so it's like, you're like, oh, you're being entertaining. But that's so the thing. They people, only right. love people they only like, love black people when we're entertaining them. We're we're you know they're kind of sh- that's like the only lane they gave us facts, right? It's true. Like the lane of entertainment back in like the sixties or whatever, even before that, where um, we were dancers, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, we were on stage and we're just performing for massa. This is a right? big. This is big into why uh, people think well obviously people think that the Sam Cooke murder is very sketchy is because as a creator and as the biggest pop star on earth at that point, and as a black person, Sam Cooke was in a lot of white spaces a lot of time. And he was very, he was very big on black ownership. Like he wanted to start a label and their own booking agency. And like, he was very much like, I want to self publish everything. Yeah. And so as that was happening, the labels were very much like, because the labels at that point were run by the mob and like the mafia. And so there's there's like documented stories of mafia people coming up to Sam Cooke and being like, you need to stop or you need to give us money. And him being like, I'm Sam Cooke, you can't touch me. And then so that 
like using the entertainment when you can parlay it into something else, you become too powerful, which is why there's a lot of, that's why the cap, I feel so much like an effort on Black History Month, because if you fall into that trap of like, oh, I only get to do this during Black History Month, then you negate the Sam Cooke mindset of, I can just do this because yeah. you yeah. can't. You can't just do this. You can't do it. You need me to do this. So I'm just going to do it and pay myself for it. Yeah. And right. then, Oh, no. That's, yeah. that's a good example of um, artistry getting to know business. Like Sam yeah. Cooke, yeah. artistry getting to know business threatens business because yeah, they realize they no longer own the artists. Yeah. yeah. Right? Business suffers on its own. Right, business has not. If, if business has no product, business does not work. And if you yeah. own product, your own product, once the product is able to manage itself, business gets threatened. Right. Facts. And that's it. That is that is that is so true. That's why I think it's a huge thing to understand history, because there's no reason that black artists should still be getting screwed over by labels. Mm-hmm. If Sam Cooke figured this out in like the 50s yeah like if you look at history you'll like the point of history is to learn lessons so if you there needs to be more focus on understanding the history of things so that you don't end up in like a meg the stallion situation where she's like i don't understand my contract and i'm like screwed or whatever because i signed this contract without understanding the business what side was, yeah. of what's mm-hmm. going on because you don't know how much you're worth exactly right and that's what they use against you because who really knows how much a uh a publishing let's say one song pick the pick the thong song for example mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. really knows how much it actually really made right that's true yeah with you know you until it gets into the hands of, let's say, Victoria's Secrets or whatever, and you start getting money from that deal, mm. right? You don't know how much you're worth, right? And but then they know your potential you because it. they've been hiding your the potentials of all these other artists. Uh-huh. Right? They, the trick is, the magic trick is hide it. You don't see what's happening behind. Give yeah. them something because and then take the rest. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole sleight of hand deal kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, of course. That's, how, that's what label deals are. But then I was like, I'm pretty sure, because the same thing happened with Uzi, no? Oh, yeah. Where, like, I'm pretty sure Uzi doesn't know what his contract is. It well, happened with Yachty. I remember that happened, sorry, I was going to say, with, like, Uzi, where that was when everybody realized that people do not, like, artists do not make money from Spotify and no. things like that. Yachty because literally like, said he doesn't know if he owns any publishing. That's and he's the like, problem. I don't know yeah. if I have a pub deal or what it is or anything. And that's where all of the money comes, because yeah. even... Once again, back to Sam Cooke, because when the Rolling Stones recorded, uh, I forget what song it was, but the song that the Rolling Stones first went number one with, I think it was their first or their second hit, was actually a song that one of Sam Cooke's artists did. Mm -hmm. And then they they did like a cover of it. And that went number one. And so Sam was like, okay, I own the publishing to this song. Of course, I'm going to let the white people record it. Yeah. And then they recorded it and went number one. And he said... Uh, and one night in Miami, he was like, the person who makes more money than the guy who has the 98th song on Billboard is the guy who wrote the number one song on Billboard. And I wrote the same, I wrote both. Which is so, first like, of all, um, One Night in Miami was a really good movie. Perfect movie. Facts. It's a good movie. Um, Leslie Odom Jr. does have my heart. Like That's fine. I'm good All the way. That. Just all the way to the moon and back. Leslie Odom Jr. I fully support that. When he sings, I'm just like. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> oh my goodness, what a song! But Was yeah, he the I single think... greatest character in Hamilton? I haven't no. seen it. I apologize. You what? Not shit. Black card revoked. Time out. No, oh, you never seen she got you what? Time out. She's never. You still never seen The Lion King, have you? Okay, oh, listen. You, you cannot. No, We're not gonna. No, no, no. No. You didn't see the Lion King? Come on now. Look, no, the best character in Hamilton is Angelica. End of conversation. Oh, I guess. I guess. Mm. Like, what was the orange The Hamilton or the play? The musical. The musical. So the one on Disney or the play? 
The no, one the one on Disney, Disney Plus. It is the play, though. Yeah, it's the play recorded. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's the stage oh. production recorded. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Right? You get to see the, the stage turn around and everything. It's so cool. Because um, it's a turntable, because it's a hip-hop musical. Uh-huh. Open your third eye. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Oh, I'm so annoyed. Um, I'm tired. I'm ending the podcast oh, right here. My I'm God. kidding. But, um... No, but yeah, that does go, that's what I was like, it's a lot of, uh, when we talk about, like, Black uh, support, and so, or, like, the support right. of Black artists, especially in the media, yeah, that time almost, like, solely lives and dies with Black History Month. But then it goes back to even, like, how I talk about, um, like, in school, when they teach you about Black history, yep. it starts with slavery, and, and it ends it. at segregation. Yep. And they're like, blah, 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 blah. Black and white people weren't allowed. And then, what is it? It's Brown versus... Is it the school board versus Brown? Right? I forget. But anyways, it's that whole thing where, like, they wanted the black kids to go to, like, white schools and whatever. Right. And they're like, after that, racism was over. That's why I don't know it wasn't. They're like, all right, it's February 12th. Time to do nothing for the next 16 days. Mm-hmm. And they give Lit. you they give you this bit of information, and that's Black History. They put you. up a Martin Luther King poster in the hallway, and then they're like, and they're like Rosa, Parks, "Rosa Parks didn't want to sit at the back of the bus." And then so go. she was. They let her sit at the front. And then everyone was like, "Yay, Black people!" <laughs> like so. So what are they showing us? Right? Nothing. But that's what I'm saying. Like as as a Black kid, seeing that and being like, "Okay, but what else?" They show you the peaceful, yeah, resolutions. They it's also, true. That is true. Right? They don't show you the time. Um, I don't know. Some slave. Uh, they don't teach you about the Black old, Panther Party. They don't teach you about the bus boycotts that happened for the entire, like the next five hundred days or whatever. Why yeah. did we learn After about Rosa Selma? Parks was like, I'm not sitting on the back of this bus. And then they were like, Well, fuck you, black people. And then they were like, All right, <laughs> we're just not gonna ride the bus. Yeah. And then we're gonna get water hosed and dog sicked and whatever, until you let us ride this damn bus. So you got to peep the big game, right? The big yeah. game is obviously mind control. And mind control in the sense of, it's, it's, it's not conspiracy. So bear with me. It's going to sound conspiracy. Yes, Neil. Um, so it's mind control to keep you docile, mm-hmm. right? So it's not the teacher's fault. It's not your pastor's fault. It's not the government's fault. It's just the system, right? Put in yeah. 500 year, years ago, right? Just keeps turning and people keep boiling the same rusty wheel and it keeps turning. So the mind control is when you, when you teach black kids that don't know their history, don't know their real name, like my name, my last name isn't really Vernon, man. Someone stole me, raped some ancestors of mine and then here's, here I am. Change your last name. Right? And so what's my real religion? What's my real history? What's once you remove all of that, mm-hmm. put a white Jesus there for you to worship, mm-hmm. you can't revolt against you can't revolt against someone that looks like your God. Right? Now, now that you can't revolt against someone that looks like your God, what about those who do revolt or who want to revolt? Let's show them the peaceful examples of people who did revolt. Rosa Parks sitting in the bus. Right, that's way more peaceful than the guy who chopped up this like black people fighting for their freedom, mm. right? Or, you know, they, they show things that keep you calm, right? Keep your energy down. Okay, yeah, we can go picket sign, right? And it doesn't just happen to black people; it happens with uh, all all races. Mm-hmm. But a key example is let's use the one percenters. Uh, the Wall Street thing, if you guys remember. Like Black, Black Wall Street. Street? No, not Black Wall Street. It's when they use, it's like five years ago, people went and go camping on uh, Wall Street. Oh, Occupy, oh, like the Occupy, Occupy Wall Street Wall thing. Wall yeah, Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yes. That's the peaceful protest, protest that they want you to do because it doesn't really affect them, right? They yeah. don't live there. They can work from home like they always do, right? No one's being affected. But what did affect them was... Wall Street bets last month. When, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? When, like with that's what they and don't want you to do, right? Yeah. There's one with real action, and there's one with hopeful action, 
Yeah. Right? There's two difference. There's real action and hopeful action. And now what's taught in school is hopeful action, mm-hmm. right? Go march, go sit in the back of the bus. It's whatever, you but know? Even then, they don't, if you even notice with the marches and stuff, they don't actually show anything that happened. It's just they like don't. still pictures in black and white to make it look yeah. like it was a really long time ago. And then, because all those pictures are in color. Yeah. You can see all those right? pictures in color. Yeah. But exactly. they make it really long ago and make it black and white. And they're like, yeah, see, they just all held hands and marched. And they're like, yeah, no, no dogs, no uh, yeah. rubber bullets, grenades. That's, that's it, was, it was yeah. war. It, it was, was war. They just sort of peaceful sides. There were people getting beaten by cops still. Dogs being set on people. Holes. Yeah. People still being shot. Bro, burning down Malcolm X's house, like. But that's all. Like, it's it's weird because then, yeah, when you say that, it's true. They want people to be docile, and it's like we don't learn about the lynchings, and we don't learn about no, like, like I said, with like the Black Panther Party and the good that they did. But then they assassinated Fred Hampton because they felt like he was a threat, and but they won't teach you that because then that I didn't know who Fred Hampton was till I heard the song High Power. I'm dead ass serious. That's fine. And I was, but I was like, I am 17. But that's what is, like, what is Fred Hampton? You can't even blame yourself because they don't teach you about it. No, exactly. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, hold back up. Because then this it is goes, crazy. it goes back to the fact that we are literally only taught about black history. Right. Once a month. Every right. year. The box. Right? There is no box. But no, you, there's no box. There's a box. So there is a box. The Matrix, guys. The Matrix. Fuck your box. <laughs> Fuck your wild. I feel like we opened up a third eye today and I'm just <laughs> I wasn't ready. I was not prepared. <laughs> no, like, for real, that's how it is. It's like, yo, you just I I'm doing a lot of thinking now about and I'll we're gonna talk about it off wax because we don't need people to like well, I'm gonna explain some stuff after, but this is making me think a lot about some things that I think actually I'll I'll just ask the question. What do you think is like pract- for practical change, what do you think? is your what would you suggest for practical change to eliminating that black history month mindset i don't know um, all right i'll tackle it so black history month is great the opportunity mm-hmm. that um, black people get to showcase themselves and to actually mm-hmm. feel invested enough to look into their history even if it's once a month, once a day, it's great. It's a stepping stone. Uh, the, it needs to be improved on, right? So the mm. word, I guess, month is restrictive to that month. Yep. Right? And just the word alone creates the mindset that it's, okay, in this little section, 28 days is when we do it. It needs to trickle over still mm-hmm. into March. Right, it needs to trickle over into April and go forward. Right, people need to still be interested, not just in February, but March outside of it, on, yeah, outside of February. So, how would you get people interested in those things outside of February? Mm-hmm. Right, Black History Month ends, don't change it, leave it as it is. Still yeah. post, hey guys, did you see? that there was this person born in March because I'm pretty sure not every Black hero was born in February. Yeah, right? I'm pretty so, sure most hey, of them aren't. <laughs> say again? I'm pretty sure most yeah. of them aren't. If I would guess. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> 11 more months. Please. Most of them aren't. But then it's, it's you're trying, that, to, tell it's me, you're trying of... to tell me Malcolm X was a Pisces? Malcolm X was definitely not a Pisces. <laughs> I want to know. I really hope he was. I'm about to Google that. I really this hope That's what that. I'm saying. I'm about to Google this. But um. Right? It, it's it's that philosophy of like keep the same energy keep the same right energy. you want to support me you want to he was a gemini yeah he was born that actually makes a lot of sense anyway um but yeah it's like you got to keep the same Success. energy through the entire year you know i'm a yeah. liar he was like gemini gemini taurus cusp but we're not going to talk about it that's a it makes sense it makes sense but i think that yeah you got to keep the same energy i think there's also an obligation for us to encourage that questioning. Yeah. Like, but that's what I'm saying. I feel like, own, I feel like, like conversations like at home and like with your people yeah. and stuff. Well, I was going to say as creators, I think we have also, like you said, like are conditioned 
almost to this box. Mm. Like, of this is our month, so this is when I will showcase all of my work. And you get ballsier. Well, that's the thing, right? You get ballsier because you're like, it's Black History Month yeah. and I'm Black. So then, you know, we have to do this. You have to support me on this on this front, right? For real. And it's like, you'll put all your most outlandish, no nuance, everything out in February because that's when you feel like it's the most deserved. But like yeah. you're saying about keeping that same energy, mm-hmm. we should not do that, especially as people of color. Push our things out. Same same energy, like I said, same energy in March, in April, February, whatever. Or sorry, not February, but like obviously February. March, April, May, all that yeah. jazz, you know? And like be able to push it out and still control that narrative that we have of it doesn't just have to be Black History Month or in the wake of some sort of... Tragedy. Tragedy. Yeah. Right? Like the thing is, like last summer when everything was happening, it was, oh my God, black people are suffering. So buy local. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when you go on Uber Eats and they're like, well, we'll, you don't have to pay delivery on these black restaurants. So why do I have to pay now? So, <laughs> so what you're, say, you're saying I, you don't need that money is what you're saying. So what changed? Uh, I feel you. Uh, damn. I feel like that covers it. This was just a heavy podcast. No, that's good. Good. It needs right? to be heavy. Michael came here and he really did open the third eye. That's so, that's so wild. No, I'm a go. Facts, stop, facts. Stop. All right. Before Don't, we go, I'm so mad that you said that. Before we go, we do have one more thing. We do. Is, oh, we do. We have three Pete. So three Pete. for those of you who don't know, three Pete is three songs that we are currently listening to on repeat, AKA the three Pete. Uh, I feel like I always know my three-peat first because I'm psycho and all I do is soundtrack my life with music. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm always like, I don't know, it depends on the day and the mood. Right? So, I guess, I mean, like, I can go first if y'all need a second. Do it. Okay. So, my three-peat right now is Quicksand by Moray, which is just a jam and a half. Uh... This song is When the Sky Falls Down by Yours Truly, which is like, uh, it's like an acoustic pop punk song from like 2017, which Mm -hmm. is super lit. And then Please Fasten Your Seatbelt by Lido is also a vibe. So those are my three peats. That's what I've been jamming to. Okay. I'm trying to think if I have it all. Because I'm like, I'm like, one, my first one definitely is like Boca Raton by Boz featuring... Oh, God, I'm out of Boca Raton. Yeah, 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 featuring A$AP Ferg. I don't know so why. Good. I really like that song, though. That song is it's so such, good. It's such a, like, a vacation song to me. Yeah, I'm I, trying to go... I'm trying to be in Boca Raton with a, a Hawaiian you. shirt. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Just, like, vibing. Florida sounded real nice right now. I mean, like, it's a cesspool, but yes. <laughs> no, it's like, no, we're not going to Florida. But, like, Florida? Florida weather nice. sounds nice right now. Florida weather. Let's go to California. <laughs> that's what it is i just want florida weather without the florida let's go to cali um what is it okay yeah boca raton uh i will say also maza by slow tie featuring asap rocky nice you're just in an asap feature vibe right now um but this song i recently discovered and i really like it and i don't know man sometimes people i feel like it's my music taste is so questionable because it always jumps all over the place but um, Hot Girl Bummer by Our Last Night, which is a cover of the Black Bear song, Hot Girl Ooh. Bummer. But it's the, sc- like, not Screamo, but it's like... It's like a metal, like a punk version? It's the punk version. That sounds amazing. And I love it. Okay. And, like, he screams, he screams in it, and I was like, yeah. Oh, yes. I love a good scream. I also, for, like, recently listened to... um. Okay, let me give my three honorable mentions, because I have... This is not a six P. Go ahead. Okay, but can you give? Can I? Can I give my honorable mention? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, bitch. Um, <laughs> can you feel my heart by Bring Me the Horizon? Mm-hmm. Uh, also, um, Rich Nigga Problems by ASAP Rocky. I've been, I know. Yo, actually, I'm changing my one of mine to Rich Nigga Problems by Corday featuring Anderson Pack. That, that is a been good song. On repeat, like crazy. That is a good song. But Rich Nigga Problems by ASAP Rocky is a banger. If you haven't listened to the Judas and the Black Messiah album. 
do that. You gotta do that. Because they there's so many bangers on there. And then plead the four fifth. Um what's that's by Spino and Saba. Fire. Like. So those are my six songs, guys. Go ahead, Michael. What you been what you've been vibing to? All right. So I get the gist of what's going on. Um I like Get Free by Mariba. Ooh, I love Mariba. Oh yeah. Um I'm on Janae Aiko. Nice. I, I don't know how to pronounce Aiko. it. Aiko. Aiko. I like Aiko. Speak uh, on the Chilombo album. Nice. And Dead Men Walk and Brent Fires. Ooh. Fire. Yeah. Is that the one? Uh, am I thinking of the right one where he's like, no, that's not the one where he's like, just because I haunt you, it don't mean I want you. But that I is- don't. Bam, <laughs> you got bam. some high hope. Like, if there's any person that makes such good no the weekend really it's him and the weekend if there was a brent fires and a weekend collab i i don't know what my body would do great toxic music not to say they're toxic people but the music is toxic (laughs) i I feel like the music speaks for itself i wouldn't mess with brent Brent fires if he was like if he was like that type of guy who's like come to my hotel room like legally speaking I can't. I'm I cannot sorry. sign this NDA. I'm sorry. <laughs> Legally speaking, I don't want to. You're not going to pay for my therapy, so I'm like, I, <laughs> we already, you know, I'll I've only come so sign far. This NDA if it includes a therapy payout. That's what I'm saying. I've come so far <laughs> mentally, and you know, to get over like all the issues I have, and then Brent Fires comes in my life and tries to just undo all of that not worth it maybe a little worth it actually it might be very worth it i was gonna say don't lie to you liar (laughs) it might be incredibly worth it but you know the psychological trauma that will cause me i think um you should take every opportunity to sleep with every celebrity you can not just for the ladies on the facts on the podcast but for the gentlemen too also facts and, and, and your girlfriend has to or whoever you're dating at the time like like for real, let's say a celebrity walks over. Take the one you, you think about. ASAP Rocky. ASAP. And <laughs> give you on right and you're now. dating someone, you gotta you're you're the person you, you're dating should understand. Hall passes. Hall passes, bro. Like here's the thing. <laughs> if you haven't listened to the podcast before, you know that I have a baby daddy list. And everybody yeah. knows that if any of those men on that list were to arrive in my life somehow. All bets whatever, are off. What, literally, whatever significant other I have at the moment, you should be proud of me. You should I want a high five, a Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. You should be there and be like, you know what? You did what you had to Slap do. Slap me on the butt and say, go get him. Like, <laughs> be proud of me. Pick me up. I don't know. Like, <laughs> pick me up, dump the Gatorade on me. We're going to celebrate the I'll championship. You, if either Giveon, Michael B. Jordan, or ASAP Rocky was like, so what's poppin'? I'd be like, I got. Even if I was with my man at the time, I'd be like, I gotta go. Right so now. Stay here. I'll be back. Give me like a day or two. I'll be back. <laughs> like. <laughs> oh my god. But vice versa. Even as like a woman, if my man had the opportunity to like, like if Rihanna, Megan Fox, I can't think of a third one. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie were to come up and be like. So what are you saying? I'd be like, dog, don't even look at me in the eye. Don't even look at me in my eye. Go, move. Go quick. now. Bye. I'll be like, babe, I'll with be speed. right back. I'll be back. That's I'll what I'm back. telling you. Take my Gatorade with me and go. And go. I'm like, get out. Get. What are you doing here, my guy? What are you? We're talking for what? This is all for, what? The, for a while. All this time is being wasted. You got to go. And we got to go. And don't pull out. <laughs> Straight up. No. Okay. Oh my pull up. First With of all, consent. you know, you know that if it was any celebrity, they're getting like three. What did what did Big Sean say? I'm tight to have a bulletproof condom and still gotta pull out. Yep. So we all know how that one goes. Also, if that were to happen, I'm not trying to get pregnant for no celebrity. Like maybe, oh, but also is it yeah. is it worth yeah, for it? Sure. Cause then that I have to carry that child for like nine months, and that's a long time. No, eighteen oh. years is way longer. Yeah, for eighteen, <laughs> it's like eighteen years or nine months at minimum. Eighteen years, eighteen years. She got one of your kids. Got you for eighteen years. Eighteenth birthday, he found out it wasn't his. 
<laughs> Anyways. This has been the We Just Met podcast. Yay. If you like what you heard, follow us on Instagram at WJM Podcast. Uh, bow, subscribe bow, bow. wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, my name is Creo. You can find me online at I am Creo. Wherever you can find an I am Creo, I will be there. I'll he three times in the mirror and he appears. I'm like Candyman, baby. I was going to say Beetlejuice because Beetlejuice was more fun, but yeah, I guess. <laughs> Beetlejuice I guess. was a good time. Yeah, but they're making a black Candyman, so. Are they? Yeah, Jordan Peele made a black Candyman. He produced a black Candyman. Oh, it comes of course out soon. he did. But Candyman was always black. Was? But like they're making a black as hell Candyman. Okay, like a... Like black, black woman director, director hella black people. Got you. Uh, in the words of Buddy, black, 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 I'm black. Black, my thoughts so black. black Facts. Black, black. My skin is so black, you know? Yeah. Where can they find you? Oh, ha. My name is DJ Say La You can find me everywhere at DJ Say La V. DJ S E L A V I E. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I might t- start Switch streaming soon. Who knows, guys? You should do it. And Michael, should. once again, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Legacy Tuck ends in T U K. Or you don't even have to look for me. I am you, so it's fine. Facts. <laughs> my, Thank you for being my here. Fourth my fourth wall is being broken and I don't like it. <laughs> we will be back next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Bye. Goodbye. Wait, who are you? What's your name? Oh, they call me DJ Televi. Uh hi, my name is Creo. Oh shit. Do you want to do a podcast? Hell yeah, I do. Let's do it. Welcome back. Hey, hey. We just met. Hey, hey. Just kidding, I'm not a rapper, I'm a DJ. <laughs> I actually am a rapper. I am not a DJ. Oh shit. Oh shoot. We should do a podcast. Let's do it. Welcome back to hey. the show. Hey. Welcome back to the show. What? Hey, welcome back to the show. Hey. Welcome back to the show. Hey. Yeah. Welcome back to the show. Hey.